finally, big T truth people are committed to truth and love. It's hard to see Paul's compassion sometimes. Listen to it here in verse 9. We rejoice when we are weak and you are strong. We also pray that you become fully mature. I'm writing these things while absent so that when I am there, I may not have to deal harshly with you in keeping with the authority the Lord gave me for building up, not tearing down. Verse 11, he adds, become mature, be encouraged, be of the same mind, be at peace. And then verse 13, he ends with that wonderful prayer blessing, that benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. By example, Paul shows us that truth and love can never be divorced. They never are divorced. John Stott one time said, love without truth is sentimentality. Truth without love is fanaticism. Love measured by truth is Christianity. See, it's easy to go to one extreme or the other. There's something to go to the extreme of they're all about truth and they forget love. How many people today kind of justify their anger and hatred toward other people because they believe what they, because what they believe is true and what those people believe is, is not true? On the other hand, there are those in the name of love divorce truth. They say, it's about love. <laughs> A preacher one time got an angry note that uh, because he was preaching biblical morality, the, the note said, it's all about love, you judgmental. And then he gave a curse word. Oh, it's all about, some missed the irony there. Some of you remember Glennon Doyle and her husband came to New Life for a period of time. And um, I, I remember when they started to argue, they went to the, our campus in, uh, in, 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 in uh, Dulles area. And they started to argue with this, the campus pastor there about biblical morality and finally left. In her book, Untamed, Glennon Doyle writes, if you want to change me, you don't love me. Do you realize if that's true, Jesus is the most unloving person in history because Jesus wants to change Glennon Doyle. He wants to change everybody. He wants to make us new. He wants to make us holy. He wants to set us free. He said, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So now Paul says, I'm writing these things for building you up, not tearing you down. The problem is some people never get clear because they're afraid of offending people or they never get, or, or they just kind of back off and change what they believe because we get beaten down, don't we? I heard about a guy, he and his wife were arguing about trying to make a decision. Were they going to get a cat or not? The, the, the wife wanted a cat. The husband didn't want a cat. For months, they negotiated. We're going to get a cat or not? Yes, get a cat. No, not get a cat. Wife wanted a cat. Husband didn't want a cat. So after months of negotiating, they came to a compromise. They got three cats. <laughs> Isn't it easy to be like that? We live in that time where it's like, you just get beaten down so much, you say, okay, I'm just going to give up on that one. Some theologians know what the Bible has taught for 2,000 years, what Orthodox Christianity has believed for 2,000 years, but now suddenly in the 21st century, they're saying all of that, that those doctrinal beliefs are wrong, we are right. And their new doctrinal beliefs that are right just happen to 
happened to comply with popular Western morality. Churches and well-known preachers cave in because they don't want to be, appear to be unloving or intolerant. What's, you know what's sad? The gospel is the power of God to change lives. And when people don't understand it, when they're ashamed of the gospel, they don't believe in its power to change people's lives. And so they think they can do better. And so they back off in fear. Somebody said it's not unusual to meet people who think that not to believe in any truth is a primary condition required of democratic citizens in order to be tolerant of one another. Love without truth is sentimentality. Truth without love is fanaticism. Love defined by truth is Christianity because Jesus said, I am the truth. And so he said to us, speak the truth in love. Never forget the one who called people to repent, the one who called people a brood of vipers, whitewashed tombs, also went and died for those people. Charles Swindoll said at the time when he got irritated while teaching at a Bible conference. He said at the beginning of the conference he met the young couple. They were made a nice first impression. But he noticed as the week went on, every time he spoke, the husband would fall asleep in the middle of his talk. He said the more the husband fell asleep, the more irritated he became. He thought this man probably only came to please his wife. He didn't even care enough to stay awake. How rude, no doubt he's a carnal, shallow Christian. At the end of the final service, the wife requested a time to talk with Swindoll in private. She wanted to apologize. He thought she wanted to apologize probably for her husband's weakness, her rudeness. He says, you can only imagine how embarrassed I was when the wife said, my husband has terminal cancer. This week mattered so much to him. In fact, to be at this conference was one of his final wishes. Even though the doctors had told him that his meds would make him drowsy. She added, he loves the Lord and you're his favorite Bible teacher. He wanted to be here to meet you and to hear you no matter what. Swindoll said, I stood there all alone as deeply rebuked as I have ever been. It is so easy to be harsh, to misjudge people. Isn't it wonderful that we have a God who sees us as broken people? Jesus looked and he saw a broken world and he wept. And so should we. <clears throat> Can't help but think about the time that Jesus is on trial before Pilate, before his crucifixion, Jesus' crucifixion. Pilate says, are you the king? Jesus says, you've said it. For this I was born, for this I've come into the world to testify to the truth. Pilate, how does Pilate respond? Don't you wish you could go back at that moment and whisper to Pilate, Pilate, this is your chance. Pilate, ask the questions. Pilate, investigate truth. But instead, Pilate responds ambivalently, what is truth? We stand here today before Jesus Christ only, the truth, saying to us, I am the truth. And each of us faces the decision, am I going to be a big T truth person 
or little T truths person. You know, there's going to come a day when Jesus returns and the truth is going to be unmistakable. I pray that you'll make the wise decision now and I pray that you will speak and live the truth in love. Heavenly Father, make us your people, make us your church. Make this really practical for us as we go and try to live this out. It's so easy to become dogmatic and judgmental, condemning. It's so easy on the other side to be so unloving in the name of love that we allow people to perish, but at least we haven't made them uncomfortable. God, help us in each moment to know what it means to be like Jesus. Through Jesus, we pray these things. Amen.